0: Between Two Gophers, Six Feet Apart is brought to you by a small team from Studio U, edited by Hank Berger and Taylor Johnson, written by Alexander Deniston, Thomas Kozlowski, and Gemma Keeler, with music done by Jake Swagbaum. It's produced by Hallie Faunus and Lucas Levin. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Between Two Gophers, Six Feet Apart edition. Um, gotta throw that in there every time.
1: Every um, time. I'm-
0: yeah, I'm Lucas Levin, and um,
1: and I am Gemma Keeler,
0: and we are going to be talking about um, activism today. And we actually have a guest today. Um, her name is Anna DuCere. We go Hi. way back.
2: Way, way back. We
0: go <laughs> way back. Um, I would just like to preface this that uh, this entire interview that you know Anna is not an expert on all activism. She does not represent all forms of activism. She does not know everything about activism
2: or BLM
0: or that Mm -hmm. she is just a very experienced protester and activist. Um, And she's dope as hell.
2: So (laughs) we wanted to talk to her
0: um, just about that in general. So yeah, hi, Anna. Welcome.
2: (laughs) Hi. Thank you, guys. I'm excited.
0: (laughs) So um, I guess we're just going to kick it off um, just what like what is I guess like what like what how do we define activism like like how do you define it what do we define activism as
2: yeah Um, open-ended all right um I think activism is like it's so much it's not just one thing it's kind of a response to an issue um a response to an injustice but it can be little things and it can be big things um I think it's just like standing up for yourself standing up for your beliefs if there's something that you take issue with and you think it needs to be changed or addressed uh your response to that or your creating space for that is a form of activism and Mm -hmm. however you choose to do that is how you choose to do that
1: perfect awesome absolutely that's awesome
2: So I know today we wanted to talk
1: about um, a little bit of performative activism. I know we've seen a lot of action kind of in this field, especially this past Mm -hmm. summer with um, just kind of the reactivation of BLM, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Not that it was ever deactivated, but just more in the mainstream media. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just kind of wanted to discuss, like, what does performative activism look like um, and how, like, people might be doing it without even realizing. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Anna?
2: Yeah, performative activism, I think, is a big issue, actually. Um, So performative activism is when you, say, go to a march or post about something or take a picture of yourself holding a sign at a rally. But that's the extent of your activism. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just doing it to say that you did it and to say that you were a part of it. When you don't, if you don't educate yourself on the subject, if you don't know what specific things are being fought for or um protested against like you're not you're not really being an activist you're just there for the photo op or you're just there to say you were a part of it or so you don't get called out on it Mm -hmm. so it's just like showing up one or two times or just to say you were there just to say you were a part of it but Mm -hmm. not actually contributing to the cause Absolutely. Promoting the idea
0: that it's it's more of a trend rather than yeah. people's set of like I, like a, an ideology and a person's lifestyle. You know what I mean? Right, or livelihood, right. I should say.
2: Yeah, being an activist is takes dedication. It's a absolutely. It's, it's like a job if you choose to yeah. be dedicated to it. And however that works, it's it takes time. You have to learn things. You have to stay up to date with what's going on, and it's exhausting in a lot of ways. But if you're just being performative taking a picture posting a picture whatever and that's it you're done reposting two or three posts and that's it mm-hmm. that's not that's not the same that's not the same as somebody who's like living it going out every day right absolutely one of the
0: one of the most before <laughs> we were just doing the prep for this um what we, one of the things we talked about um was that one of the things that i saw that i absolutely hated mm-hmm. was like people posting on tiktok like they like about to go to a protest and they'd be like put like the p- and they'd be like look at my sign oh, is it cute oh my God. and they and I'm like you guys are literally going to protest like injustice and like like look literally <laughs> my sign is. And no, is
2: you're worried about how cute you look yes <laughs> yeah.
1: it's, like what's my outfit going to be you want to get drunk yeah. before we go yeah. like stuff like yeah, that yeah
0: it's no. like it's like it's a tailgate or some shit yeah. it's like
1: That's
2: football hilarious. game yeah, yeah no
0: one of the big things we a, talked about, yeah, no, go for it, go for it.
2: I was just going to say, that's not it. I that ain't it, yes, that's not
0: it. <laughs> One of the big things we talked about was that, like, some people go to these protests fully expecting maybe not coming back, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: And it's a very privileged
0: thing to go to it and be like, oh, I'm just going to go and, like, yeah. take some pictures of my sign. Like, whenever yeah, me um, and my girlfriend went,
2: mm-hmm. Annie
0: is an artist, and so she would, you know, um. She painted a really beautiful portrait of George Floyd, and whenever somebody would come up to take a picture, as soon as they took a picture, me and Annie would hide behind the sign and put the sign because it's like it's not about. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. then we would see those exact same photographers go over to a group of of people, and like, oh, can we take your picture? And they would all just put their signs out and like do like the whole sorority pose. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, what the yeah. fuck are you guys here for? Yeah, I'm
1: yeah. I know you mentioned like um, going to the protest, like people are dying. And the whole reason for the protest is that people are dying. Like mm-hmm. it's not just the danger imminent going to it. It's literally mm-hmm. the principle of why you're going there. And then mm-hmm. you're going to, it's almost trivializing to make it something that's like an event, you know? Yeah. Like, ooh, what something we can do yeah. girls, you know? Like it's definitely, it's definitely a privilege standpoint to take to not definitely. have that affect your life, whether yeah. how this goes.
2: I mean, I know several people who have on multiple occasions said, like, I'm ready to die for this. And Mm -hmm. if that's what happens, that's what happens. And I got to a point where I was like, okay, is this something, because I was getting more involved and more involved in the protests. Um, and I had to think like, is this something that I'm really ready to potentially get beat up, get arrested, get harassed, be followed, um, have, I know somebody who recently, Um, got picked up by the FBI because they were building a case on him. Um, No. Yeah, so it's things like that, like where I don't know what, who is following me, who is paying attention to what I'm doing. And so that's something that you have to think about if you're really going to get involved in protesting in the form of being out in the streets physically um, and and being that force and being like present and putting your body on the line like that. You Mm -hmm. have to know that there's a potential that they're gonna be following you in other ways um yeah. another thing with that that i've noticed is like right after george floyd was murdered the protests were very like showy like you guys were talking yeah. about like mm-hmm. a lot of the people go to be there and they'll be there during the day for like an hour or two whatever but yeah. the, the ones that are happening at night when when like when shit starts to pop off, like Mm -hmm. it gets serious when we were at the third precinct and Mm. you're there and it's light out and there were a bunch of people. And then the cops showed up on the roof with, with, um, rubber bullets. Mm -hmm. And then you see like some people leave because yes, it is dangerous, but also you start to see the same people over and over again. And when it gets dangerous like that, you see some people and you don't see others, but then there's also that we've lost so many numbers since the beginning. Yes. It's so many fewer people going to protest still. Um, and not necessarily like when it gets violent or when there's imminent danger, but just marches in general, rallies and Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's frustrating to see a lot of that. And it's it was great to see it at the beginning and it was great to see people posting and being out and engaging, but then it's really easy to pick up who's staying in it and who's not.
1: Yes, absolutely. And we wanted to talk about um, how, like it's even imminent from like social media. And that's where I see a lot of things because over Mm -hmm. the summer, I wasn't here and stuff. So um, the support for BLM, literally amongst white people decreases so much more as we Mm -hmm. grow further Mm -hmm. from the George Floyd event or literally Breonna Taylor, like anything Mm -hmm. like you see so much less of it. Even just being on social media, you would see outrage from people. And then it's almost like as the media turns away from it it's so easy for some people to Mm -hmm.
2: kind of put it out of mind like out of sight out of mind I don't have to
1: worry about it anymore because it doesn't affect my life anymore you
2: know yeah Yeah, definitely I remember seeing like the big after a couple weeks the big news networks weren't at the protest anymore exactly you wouldn't see the big camera crews and all that anymore and it's like all right they're losing interest and that's why like a lot of people I know don't a lot of people I know who are involved in the movement are out protesting a lot aren't following big media we're following mm-hmm. the people that are on the ground with us we're following yes. the media people that we've gotten to know over time because they're there all the time and they've exactly. been covering it since the beginning um mm-hmm. i was gonna say something else but i forgot
0: well if i was gonna i was actually gonna take it back i don't know how yeah. many um people actually know well i don't know if like how like like Hmm, words I was just gonna say like do you wanna do you want to like actually talk more about like what you've been involved with like 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 number protests not off but like just how oh
2: my
1: gosh like your track (laughs)
0: record I should say
1: yeah not that it like qualifies you or anything like you know but just like it's
2: interesting to hear I think yeah yeah. what you've been up to I will say this summer is the first time that I have been Heavily involved with like fit, like protests out in the streets. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was doing more stuff like within my high school mm-hmm. um, and paying attention to police brutality and and shootings and all of that. But not as I I wasn't out there five years ago when mm-hmm. people were out in the streets protesting because this is not anything new. Mm-hmm. So I want to say that and like I'm new to the protests that we've seen this summer. Yep. But it like, that's not the only of actors. But still, um, because I know there are people who have been out who were at Standing Rock and who have been working for over five years or their entire life. Yeah. Um, but this summer, um, <laughs> so I first went, I went to the memorial, um, I think two days after George was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day uh, we went down to the third precinct um that was the night it was burned but for those first two two and a half weeks or so it was it was a whole system it was wake up around like 10 for an hour figure out where we're going which protests we're hitting on Facebook looking through Instagram just finding everything um and then around like noon or one we would like pick everybody up who we're gonna meet And then we'd head to our first protest. Um, We'd hit like six in a day, like five to six. Jesus. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And it was crazy because like the first couple of days we were finding things as we were going. So snap maps, we were always on snap maps looking at where like the Mm -hmm. hot spots were because you could see where a lot of people were and people were like repeatedly showing it. Um, But there were like a couple locations that often had protests um so yeah for the first like week that's what we were doing and then stuff started to become more organized and people were posting uh events on facebook so then we would like plan out
1: (laughs) yeah all day
2: and be like okay we're going to this one at this time this one at this time but yeah we were hitting like five or six protests sometimes more yeah um yeah and then over time um i got to know more of the people out there you see a lot of the same crowd so i got to know people um and then got to know some of the organizations. So Mm -hmm. got involved with them, got more involved with like planning protests, organizing, um, and then like leading things like leading chants, um, stuff like that. And it's kind of just like, we, whenever I went with my friends, we would always get to the front because one, we wanted to see like who was speaking or whatever, but we also wanted to, at the front, it's not like, you can learn a lot at the front because a lot of the people who have been doing this will position themselves at the front to either like lead chants or they're the ones organizing. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of the times we would do that and then over time we just started talking to people and got to know people. Um, but yeah. And then I think in like July, end of July, August, um, I met some people who work with the homeless encampments. So started working with them a little bit. Um, then there were less marches going on. There were less protests going on. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it died down a lot to yeah. being like one or two a day till like mostly on weekends. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, still working with like organizations because organizations were starting to figure out how to strategize more and how yeah. to be doing more things than just marches. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's I guess that really, kind of sums it up.
0: Yeah, I remember one of the things that um, we talked about, because I remember we, I helped come over and film for um, yeah.
3: families but, uh... who
0: experienced police brutality. Yeah. And um, I remember one of the things we talked, because you t- have been talking a lot about just like the fact that you start to see a lot of the same faces and a lot of people and you, someone above me just dropped something. <laughs> um, you start to see a lot of the same faces and you start to um, connect with yeah. those people. Um, yeah. I remember one of the things that we talked about that was absolutely bizarre to us was that at that At that um, workshop, there were like family members of, you know, people that had, you know, been killed in in police altercations um, that were, you know, big names Mm -hmm. in the news media. And it was almost weird because it was like seeing, uh, it was like hearing a celebrity speak, but they're only... Reason why they were celebrities because they had lost somebody to police brutality.
3: Mm-hmm. And that was
0: such a weird thing because we would be like, "Oh my god, like that's Jamar Clark's like grandmother or, or like right. you know what I mean." We'd be like, we're yeah. like, "Oh my god, like." Um. So that was one of the crazy things. So it's kind of interesting that you are talking about like how you see all these same similar mm-hmm. faces and they kind of build this larger community. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But also like these families get put on a pedestal by news media and then mm-hmm. thrown away as soon as thrown off. Hmm. BLM isn't, appro- isn't, yeah. isn't important anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: yeah. As, soon as, um, as soon as white people don't need to pay attention to it mm-hmm. in order to come off as good people, then right. it goes yeah. under the rug, you know, right. the stories are swept right. aside, everyone forgets almost, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah, that was the Mother's March. Um, so yeah. it was it was organized by um, Family Supporting family, Families Against Police Violence, um, and it's an organization of Minnesota families who have all lost somebody to police violence. And they um, organize and, ha- and talk with like the governor all the time um, and support each other at each other's events. Um, but it was them and Justice Squad. And it was families from across the country who have lost somebody to police violence. Um, and yeah, it's, it's strange. I was thinking about it earlier because all of these people, like Ahmad Aubrey's mom was there.
0: And it mm-hmm. was strange yeah.
2: because, like,
0: you hear that like name. you said,
2: you hear yeah. the name and you're like, you oh, mom. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I remember some of them saying, like, we didn't ask to be, no, we didn't ask for this. We didn't ask to spend years on, in court and to feel feel this pain all the time. Because um, I remember hearing some of the mothers say, and I've heard this not only at this March, but some of the mothers say that like every time you hear somebody's story or every time another shooting happens you're reliving it you're reliving part of what you experienced um through your own family member um and that's like that's so hard to imagine as somebody who has not lost someone to police violence Um, and it kind of like sets you back and you have to think about what your role is and what you're doing and where you stand. And that makes me think of what you were saying about like once white people stop caring, this stuff kind of, it's not as talked about. Yeah, and there's yeah. another element that's like forgotten. And I always, I, a lot of times I hear like the families are at the are at the center of the movement and they have to stay at the center of the movement. Mm-hmm. If the family want it, especially with working with families, supporting families against police violence, it's like, if the families want to do this, then we will do it. But if yep. not, then we won't because at the end of the day, I'm somebody who has not lost somebody to police violence. So I can't tell you like right. how people a that is, or I can't tell mm-hmm. you like, no, we should be doing this march, We should be getting media attention because what if they don't want media attention? Exactly. So as somebody who, as an activist, it's not my role to say what is right and wrong. Um, when it's in this, in this movement, because if we forget the families, if we forget who is directly affected, then we're forgetting half of the reason we're here. Yes. Because it is about racial injustice as a whole, but also we need to focus on police violence and police brutality specifically, because that's what sparked it this time. That's what sparked this right. movement. Absolutely. And yeah, it keeps happening. I mean, there was a man in Texas who was killed mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and his name isn't blowing up the way others have. Mm-hmm. There aren't people, like, massively rallying for him. So you can see that die down. It's definitely decreased. Um, Absolutely. And time. I mean,
1: even if you look at before, like, George Floyd was not the first Black man no, to be killed by all. police ever. Not that is all. just, phys- like, that mm-hmm. is not true. And so while it is good that there was that much attention around it, like, why isn't it always there? You know? Right. Like, why? 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 Uh, do some white people only care when it's popular and when it's Mm -hmm. convenient or right after an event, you know, and that, yeah, that support just isn't always there. And that is a problem.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is like, when, when you commit to being a part of it, when you like stick with it a lot, you have to do a lot of like self-reflection too,
3: um,
2: because it's such, there's so many like elements to it. There's so many factors to, to, um, the issue of police brutality specifically, yes. because there's the legal aspect, there's like the human rights aspect. Um, yes. mm-hmm. And so you have to, and then it's become something political as well. Yes, But it there's so much in it that like, I it's tiring to stay with it, and it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that a lot of people will be a part of it when it's convenient, and then step back when it's not, because it also requires like, as a white person, It requires you to look into how you contribute to racial injustice, how you contribute to upholding white supremacy, and that's something that's really uncomfortable, like how are you racist in your everyday, and even for a lot of people to admit, like, yes, I'm racist, or yes, I've done racist things, whatever, that, like, that's difficult to admit and then yes. you have to address that too. So Absolutely. And I think yeah.
0: I think a part of that is that new concept of being anti-racist.
2: Mm-hmm. That people mm-hmm. don't get
0: that you can't just mm-hmm. like you can't like you have you can't to
1: just not be racist. Be yeah. Yes.
0: actively anti- it's like it's like an it's an action yes. not,
1: not, an, not an
0: ideology. You're not oh I'm not right. racist you have to actively you know, dismantle those
2: time.
0: those yeah, exactly, those those yeah. systems that are in place. Yeah.
2: And I, I think, think it- Oops. Oh
1: goes, <laughs> <Whoa. Whoa. laughs> no I'm not going.
2: <laughs> um I'll just say quick, I think it's kind of funny because I remember so in high school I was part of SOAR, which is students mm-hmm. organized for anti-racism. Mm-hmm. And we like revamped it um my sophomore year, I think. And we we learned then what anti-racism was.
3: Mm-hmm. And we're
2: right we have to be anti-racist it's not good enough to be against racism absolutely. but give it four years almost now that's a thing now that's a conversation now we're you all learned talking that about
0: this four years ago exactly and, and that's like, because
2: i seek i like seeked, it out, seeked it out yes exactly i actively went and i was like okay i want to yeah. be a part of this and yeah. surrounded myself and put myself in a position where i could learn about it and have those resources absolutely but it's like like and i wasn't the first one to know this it's not yeah, like no he came it's up not with like, this no. like no. no this has been a thing for years but it's and I think just that, now reaching like mass yeah. media exactly and i
0: think that like because of white privilege that creates that that comfort zone that area Absolutely. where you don't need to make adjustments White people probably wouldn't know about anti-racism unless it slapped them in the face like it did this summer. Like it did this summer,
1: exactly, exactly. (laughs) And this summer was a moment of being like, white people, you need to reflect on the fact that you are racist. You might not actively be spitting on people of color in the streets. You might not actively be, like, saying the N-word. But you are fucking racist. Yeah, We, like, as a white person, like, that was something I totally had to go through, you know, where it was like, shit, like, at, like I am, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just like the systems that we go through every single day make it that way, and that is something that is our job right. to unlearn and right. dismantle. Yeah. You know, which
0: yeah, I kind of want to segue because um, we were talking a little bit about online activism, which is yes. kind of yeah. a big part of this performative <laughs> activism. And it I think is it, a large thing. Is is that <laughs> with COVID, you know,
2: uh-huh. being mm-hmm.
0: online is a lot more accessible, but mm-hmm. also it's a lot more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, th- and so, you know, when you're talking about dismantling systems of power, that is an uncomfortable thing, but that's a thing yeah. that you need to uh, embrace because mm-hmm. think about the people who experience that discomfort
1: exactly. every day. Yeah. Um,
0: it's so, a privilege
1: to not embrace it, you know, mm-hmm. like
0: right. to be able yeah. to not
1: embrace it. I guess. Right.
0: So, <laughs> I mean, you've seen, I do it, everybody does it, um, posting like those little infographics on Instagram yeah. stories, tweeting yeah. about yeah. it. So I guess I just want to open up the discussion to like, is this enough? Are, are yeah. we doing anything? Like, have you learned anything? Have I? I mean, I think I've learned a lot yeah. of things, but I feel like I've also seen the viewership on my stories go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the sense that people will just either be like, "I'm just gonna not go on Instagram yeah. for the day," and they'll just yeah, totally avoid it. <laughs> I don't it care. Now. I just
2: post stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. I, that's what, what I do. I just so go, through, I go yeah, through it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's like yeah, no, that's literally what I do. I just, I just yeah. post as much shit I just as I possibly can. Yeah, yeah, but. Um,
2: yeah it's interesting Mm -hmm. it's interesting oh sorry no yeah Um, (laughs) keep talking over here (laughs) no you're good (laughs) it's interesting because like that's a really easy and accessible place to start and it's a good place to start Mm -hmm. but it can't be the only place Mm -hmm. you stay no and like with covid yeah it's not accessible for everybody to be going out and being like physically protesting and that's Mm -hmm. okay because Another part, like, I feel like another part of active, activism is resisting. So if you're posting and that's, like, mm-hmm. the extent of your reach or capabilities, you, you're you still able to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can be posting, but make sure that you're reading things. You're mm-hmm. staying up to with what's happening. You're getting to know what jail support is and how that works. Mm-hmm. You're donating. You're sharing information. You're... Yes being a safe house if that's something that you're okay Mm -hmm. with be a safe house be a drop-off site be a pickup site Mm -hmm. um but even just as simple as educating yourself Mm -hmm. and unlearning and relearning because that's a form of resistance um and that is
0: steps to be exactly
2: exactly and then but also like talking about it so it's enough it's it's one thing for you to be re-educating yourself and like looking into yourself and how you Mm -hmm. contribute but then you also have a responsibility to be, act- if you're going to be actively anti-racist, you have a responsibility to like educate others, yeah. especially mm-hmm. if you're coming from a place of ignorance, if you're coming from a place of like heavy learning, then you need to be challenging other people around you, mm-hmm. especially if you're not going out or if you're not actively mm-hmm. participating in other things because to just post and that's it, or mm-hmm. to just post and then read through the post yourself, that's not enough. Cause you can yep. read through those posts and there's a lot of information, but that's not Instagram isn't gonna teach you everything you need to know. Like it's True, not. Yeah. It's like ten bullet points and I'm good. Yeah. Like, I think. Like, the oh, thing is, yeah. I'm not racist. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it. i solved.
1: That,
0: like, I think a lot of people what they do is, is they post maybe one or two things and then like screenshot their five dollar donation to the <gasps> MM Freedom Fund. Oh and then, yes, that is
1: and such then they, a big and then they one. Go,
0: done and put their phone down for the day and then go yeah and
1: and and like it's a thing of like putting it off your mind for the day like you're like oh shit like i did what i need to do and now i can completely forget about it again that's because you're white that's because it doesn't affect you you know what i mean like it's a privilege
2: to not to not be affected by that day to day yeah Yeah. it's easy to just turn it off if you're not being fixed by it that is so yes
0: yeah. Which, I mean, kind of brings me to, like, the whole black square debacle on Instagram. Oh, my
1: God.
2: <laughs> oh, Do you want to talk yes. about that? <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that. Mm. So, like...
0: The, the key <laughs> example of performative activism. Yeah, of, this, literally. Of, this, like, of, this, of this summer.
2: So deadass. The <laughs> issue with that is it it clouds the hashtag. Uh-huh. The mm-hmm. biggest issue that I don't think people understand, like, great, post your black square get some awareness maybe somebody will like see there's a problem and their whole feed is black Mm -hmm. but when people were using the hashtags black lives matter blm george floyd whatever Mm -hmm. it was you're clouding up the the like hashtag so then people go to look on that hashtag to look for protest information to look for updates on the cases to look for what's where to drop off donation sites or just mm-hmm. general black lives matter information then their whole search is black squares yeah so you're Absolutely. just clouding up the information and making it harder for people to find things where, yeah. like so yeah it raises awareness but it's also really problematic if you do it incorrectly yeah right and for i think sure.
0: during a time of like so much misinformation and disinformation having shit that just clouds everything even if it's not purporting or promoting any sort of actual info mm-hmm. on it,
3: mm-hmm. but just
0: Clutters the news stream.
3: Yeah.
0: You end yeah. up just like totally missing on the shit that you actually yeah. need to get. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Very true. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> <We're, expert>.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but then go read something. Or, like, yeah, it,
0: ex- ex- exactly. I remember one of the things that I did was there, I learned that there was like YouTube videos that had, um,
1: yes, yes, that
0: you could just put on, yeah, and, and they, that would and they add
1: yeah. revenue, mm-hmm. which is yeah. good, a definite good option, um, like for people who aren't as financially like mm-hmm. stable or don't Definitely. have extraneous income, like for Definitely. sure, like th- that's not super an excuse when there are resources where you can do shit like that, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, right. it's really easy.
0: There yeah, was, yeah. there was a lot of like you could do this very simple thing and be oh, an yeah. ally, and a lot of people yeah. just not Calling doing it. it.
1: <laughs> Calling representatives, <laughs> it's Call, free, emailing, it takes maybe 30 them. seconds. Like, there's a script for you. I can tell yes. you how many
0: how many emails I sent out. Yes. oh my
1: gosh and i get so many automated responses now it's like let
2: me update you on what i'm doing and i'm like they've
0: all done automated yeah yeah
2: Yeah, one thing i learned with that just recently which makes so much sense and i don't know why i didn't think of this before Mm -hmm. but when you send those Mm -hmm. make sure you put like a personal thing up top just it can be anything Mm -hmm. but like you physically write it because Mm -hmm. when they get emails that all start the same way they just go straight to spam that's so hard. you have to put like something yeah. in there, like yeah. I'm so and so from this place, or not even that. You can just be like, I'm really upset with blah blah, blah whatever, this. Yeah. and then send it because otherwise it'll just. That's very that's smart. Mad. I was like, that makes so much sense. That's a really sense. good tip. That's, that's really, really smart. Good,
0: that's a really good tip.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Jimmy, do you want to bring up another yes. talking point? Okay. Yeah, so
1: we <laughs> kind of like basing off of that, we kind of wanted to talk about like white support, and which obviously should be there and should be consistent, but in the face of COVID and internet activism, like, what should white support ideally look like? And yeah. I don't know. And we wanted to, like, I wanted to talk about um, a little bit about, like, Brianna Taylor and how mm-hmm. her image kind of became almost, oh, yeah. I, I don't want to say a meme, but, like, literally, it was yeah, so popularized. Yeah, it and it was better. just, like, it literally used her mm-hmm. as a talking point and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And a lot of that, I feel like, was white communities like doing that and being like oh I know about Breonna Taylor yeah. but it's like you're not doing shit about it or, so I don't or, know. The
0: f- or the fact this is something that I also saw this kind of adds on or the fact that like yeah. now these deaths are being used as debate topics in presidential debates
2: yeah. that's oh, another that. thing yeah. that I kind of
0: want to throw in there too that was yeah. kind
2: of frustrating um, it is yeah that was kind of frustrating definitely. but yeah definitely the, um, the country used oh, Breonna Taylor's name absolutely and then through shit in her family's face and on her name um yeah so I mean I think a lot of well I think a lot of white people and I think people in general because so I'm mixed so I'm half Uh white half black and I have a lot of privilege with that and just being light-skinned I have privilege with that so I think like a lot of people in general when you can't go out or when your only outlet seems to be the internet like educate yourself, start, mm-hmm. think, start reading up on anti-racism, read up on the cases, mm-hmm. um, find activists on social media who are out all the time. Um, until Freedom is a great group of activists. Um, and they travel across the country and like get stories and stuff. Um, awesome. mm-hmm. Unicorn no, Riot, cool. Unicorn Riot is also a great media to follow. Um, they're on the ground all the time. At protests, talking to police, talking to um, protesters, uh, anti-pro, I mean, not anti-protesters, um, <laughs> counter-protesters, <laughs> Counter- <laughs> talking to counter-protesters. Um, but yeah, like, use your resources. There are so many resources out there, and educate yourself. Um, yeah. And especially like, at school, like students, yeah. there are a lot of organizations that are white-dominated, mm-hmm. and like there's a reason they're white dominated there's a reason it's a white space so yeah. i th- a lot of people in greek life um at my school have been asking because they'll post stuff over the summer mm-hmm, of course they have i have talked to several mm. people over the summer who were like we want to be doing more what can you do and it's like if it's when you're asking what can you do like you're just not looking exactly it's all over the internet what you can do and it's, it's not, not that hard to figure it out it
1: is not black people's job to tell white people what they should be doing that exactly. is not their exactly. their yeah, I do say requirement <laughs> this this, this question way.
0: is only for just not. we're not saying can <laughs> oh, you please yeah, no, honest, no, can no, you tell no, us all no, white people no
1: yeah. no,
2: <laughs> no 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 not at all <laughs> no you're okay I didn't even think of it like that you're good oh my god shit <laughs> yeah. no oh, you're good don't worry so about it
0: we both wrote that discussion point but we remember we, when we wrote yeah. it we said we gotta make sure that we're not saying
1: that <laughs> that she's the end all be all we're quizzing her right? <laughs> fuck that
2: no no but it's that's like obviously yeah we
3: just
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, good point. yeah. No, you just... <laughs> i didn't so even funny. think of that that's so funny <laughs> but <Well>, no <laughs> yeah that's very true like black people are not here to educate you fuck no um, yeah and that's something Absolutely. that I've been, like, trying to practice more, um, just because I try to make myself accessible because I don't have an issue talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. For some people, race is really sensitive and don't want to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Um, but I personally, like, I'd love to, i loved love if we're going to, let's go. Like, let's I'm ready go, yeah. have this discussion. Yeah. But um, it can be really exhausting. But so that's one of the things that I've been trying to do less of, like, when somebody asks me, what can I do, like, i'll just send them links Mm -hmm. of like like links to posts or something that it's like the same thing they just asked me and it has bullet points or like go read protest like give them the basic yeah because like and in the couple times that i've spoken publicly since being at school i've repeatedly said and others have said this too but like i'm not gonna tell you what to do anymore i'm not gonna tell you what's going on anymore like Mm it's your job to educate yourself it and is, it's absolutely. so easy to do that like I'll continue posting mm-hmm. so go follow my story you can see what I'm posting go follow these people that I talk about when you see a post look who posted it look who's tagged in it like yeah look for photographers for people who do video yes. because they're on the ground yes. um, but it's not hard to find stuff
1: so, it's you know. not well it's all over you know what exactly. I mean like it's literally yeah. if you aren't seeing it you're not looking for it you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah people people put themselves in an echo chamber yeah. and, and and they're like I'm just gonna not go yeah. on social media. Yeah. It's like yeah. you're avoiding the problem. Yeah, it's-
1: <laughs> exactly. That's like the issue of like, oh, I don't, I don't get into politics. Like, oh, I don't oh get into it. Get you the fuck out. out. You don't get get the fuck out. You don't, no, <laughs> you
2: absolutely fucking anymore. not. No. absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nope. but I've worked so like I've worked with some of the sororities, and the thing is like I know they're doing. I've had meetings with them. Yeah, and it's oh, like awesome. when you approach it, Ooh. where like they're just looking for resources at this point they're like this is what we've done and we want to be doing this how do you think we can be doing more instead of coming to me like okay what can we do to end racism oh yeah i'm like POC. exactly exactly yeah. I I'm always like okay, first of all, you need to figure out how your institution is racist. Exactly. How, like, because it is. How are y'all is. contributing to it because you're not going to be able to get anywhere until you realize what you're doing wrong. Exactly.
0: So. That's very true. <laughs> okay, shit, damn. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Of <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it. um I'm not sure we have a little bit more time I suppose. We're kind of reach yeah. we're kind of reaching 40 minutes. Um
3: mm-hmm.
0: Um I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I kind of we were maybe gonna talk about the police budget in Minneapolis and that whole thing. Oh, I remember yeah. I messaged you being like, "This is a joke." Um, yeah. With the whole like, allo- what was it like a billion to like pl- police funding and twenty million to like affordable housing or something? It. I'm
2: gonna be honest. <laughs> like,
0: <I'm laughs> it was something bullshit. It. That's what yeah, it was. I saw
2: it, and it. It was, was like, like and you're like, "What the fuck? The budgets fucked." I was like, "Ah." I, th- mm.
0: I think there's a lot of mis. There's a lot of misunderstanding around what defund the police is and yeah, what they mean by allocating sure. funds.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Um, I, mean, I think like we is. could maybe spend five minutes or so yeah. talking about just exactly what that
2: is. Yes, defund um, the police does not mean wipe them out. It does mm-hmm. not mean take all their money, leave them with nothing. No, it means take where money is being overspent and put it in places where um, places that need more attention. Yeah, adding resources because when you look at like the suburbs compared to like inside the city, or when you look. That sounds weird. When you look at the suburbs compared Mm -hmm. to cities and like inner city areas where more police violence is happening you look at the funding there's so many more resources there's so much more funding into Mm -hmm. youth and and community spaces and things like that in the suburbs than there are in cities.
3: Yeah.
2: And so that obviously has a racial component but why are we not funding the cities the way we are funding the suburbs? Exactly. And it's like, when you put more resources in and spend more money in those areas, you'll be able to spend less money on the police budget. So it's about a balance. It's about figuring out where more money needs to be allocated to. So like with the homeless encampments, um, if the city spent more money or spent the mo- the if the city spent the amount of money they did to destroy the homeless encampments, to instead provide housing Mm -hmm. or support the homeless encampments, provide them with water and food and electricity or whatever they needed, that would be so much more beneficial because when they spend a bunch of money to bulldoze people's tents and to arrest people, then you're just wasting money and you're not solving the problem. Exactly. It's just pushing it away and so that money should be spent towards, money should be allocated to provide housing to provide resources to provide after-school programs yeah. whatever it is so that th- so that you don't get to the point where there the areas are heavily policed so that we don't get to the point where the police department has automatic rifles or has
0: mm-hmm.
3: I think like I,
2: taser shields because that's right a thing.
0: yeah yeah like
2: yeah like a whole like batman five.
0: arsenal of weapons no um,
2: literally yes. like they have a Denver, fucking iron man suit oh my god the way they i think they i think the pentagon was working on an iron man suit which is like great i'm glad that's my is exactly going towards need, something yeah. Useful. Like, um, yeah that's so I,
0: good i think what like a lot of people don't understand is that when you put people in a dire situation The only option is to have dire opportunities to get out Mm -hmm. of said situation. And I don't think a lot of people get that if you put money into places where those people can actually foster a situation, have better opportunities and Mm -hmm. provide for themselves, it allows them to build an actual life. I think one of the best arguments I've heard is that it's like, okay, if homeless people should just work harder... Yeah. Like what printer are they going to print their resume out on? Exactly. What's their, what address what, are
2: they going to put on their resume? going to close? They, don't have, a, they gonna get the don't have a bank account. But exactly. you know, yeah, it's, exactly. like, and it's like, let's say if they
0: pay in cash, it it's like, what are they going to exactly. do with all that cash? It's like, because exactly. you need to set down a mortgage. Exactly. It's like, there's a lot of small... It's a systemic I think,
2: thing.
0: Yeah, it literally
2: people, is, it is, yes.
0: People don't get that. I don't think people get which is the big thing between systematic and systemic is that they're like, they're, the laws aren't racist. It's like, you're thinking of systemic uh systematic laws and Mm -hmm. we're talking about systemic racism Mm -hmm. systemic is things you know in the system and systematic are specific things put in place like specific laws like jim crow era laws Mm -hmm. with systematic racism like segregation of course there are laws that you could probably argue are very systematically racist i'm not saying that those don't exist anymore Mm-hmm. But I don't think people understand that s- yeah. systemic is the issue that we're talking about.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. and like defunding the police isn't necessarily going to prevent police shootings and police brutality. No. Because not. that needs to be addressed with training and the relationship between the police and the people. But mm-hmm. it can improve the situations. Like that's a systemic thing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if the, if we're going to talk about like crime rates in general, if there's no resources, crime tends to run higher absolutely and people may argue that like in more crime infested areas you're going to need to have more police but Mm -hmm. when you look at where those locations are they're often in black and brown neighborhoods or in black and brown like spaces and when you have that when you have a higher police presence that's more potential for interaction with police and when the police are trained how they are with a lot of, a lot of the times the police who work in Minneapolis or work in cities don't live there. Mm-hmm. Like Derek Chauvin doesn't live in Minneapolis. There's no reason why he should be policing in Minneapolis. Well, now
0: he's Very living true. in a different state.
2: Yeah, <laughs> because, so because, that's super Yo, yeah, somebody set up a bail for him. Somebody is bail
0: it's just fucking stupid but, um, <laughs> so
2: mad. i'm not surprised let's be honest no me either the white it's supremacy is- that's in this country this no, is absolutely. not the first police shooting he's been involved in i guess mm. this was no shooting but this is not the first he's been involved in police mm. brutality yeah 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 he has harassed people i know people who have had relatives or friends harassed by him like it's not what a well. fucking monster. and that's common that's common Oh my god! And, and, if, and if anybody's
0: all. like, if anybody's like, wow, you guys are really talking about this man's livelihood. This dude has been no, literally we're proven about him. to kill. Yeah, oh a man yeah, like, <laughs> like, is talking about
2: career record. exactly. Than him as a person. Exactly. Like,
0: he has killed someone.
2: Like isn't that like
0: yeah. the worst thing you can do he in the Bible? Has like murdered shut
2: someone exactly. He murdered okay. a pro- oh my god, yeah. No, and okay. I mean, that happens all the time. There are police on on the, the apartment, I don't know what you call it. But there are police who have, like, several reports against them. Yeah. There are, like, Bob Kroll, the head of the police federation, has, like, 17 god. lawsuits. Bob and he's stu- like, the thing is, if you have that many, if you've been, like, have had that many issues yeah why are you still there being reported that many times you should not have your job
3: and that's just like a job thing like
2: if you get in trouble at your job they're not going to be like oh it's fine you've been sued three times exactly
1: (laughs) if you murder a person at your job they're not going to be like
2: oh it wasn't your fault and (laughs) it's like why are the police held to such a low standard
1: literally that is so fucking true
2: yeah yeah, they literally they get away with so much. Mm-hmm. So much is that bad?
0: I'm not sure if we have anything else. I think we're probably out of time. But yeah, no, um, we went
1: through everything like that was kind of on the outline, which is yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, Anna. You're an amazing interview. You
1: seriously, you're a oh, great speaker. you. you're,
0: so yeah, you're speaker. wonderful. <laughs> um, I'm gonna See give you, you the, I'm gonna give you the floor to promote. Anything literally literally anything you want. Your own
2: socials, anything. Yes, let's go, bitch. Yo, wait, this is so exciting because I love like watching things and then they like promote their socials. You got (laughs) this. It's you. (laughs) It's you. Okay, I'm gonna promote something through my school first. So right now my school administration um last weekend decided that they're going to cut and combine several departments. And they're going to combine the Black World Studies and Women and Gender Studies Department and call it Critical Identity Studies. So mm-hmm. there is Erasure interesting. Much. Yeah, literally. Erasure so, much. <laughs> we've had two meetings with administration, um, one of in which we in one of which we learned that the committee that made these decisions or proposed these decisions um didn't have any people of color on it oh oh are you fucking serious
0: oh my god
2: yes so um love to have a school that promotes anti-racism by the way black and brown students ohio wesleyan university um uses their black and brown students to Mm -hmm. promote the diversity equity and inclusion and all that but can't have a committee with we are talking about majors that yeah. affect every student. Yeah. Um, so there is currently a petition mm-hmm. to back that. I don't know if it'll be up when you guys post this, but that's fine. Um I still know about it. Yeah. I can send you the link. We're gonna be doing more stuff because Correct. cool this is not the only issue in our school, but we'll be doing more stuff. Amazing. So I will send you the link to that. Um it's a change.org um petition. But yeah, that's happening. Um my socials, okay. Uh, yes, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> my Instagram is a s d u s a i r e. You don't need my Snapchat. You don't need my Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> people randomly snapping you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anybody
1: really wanted to find it, it's in my bio. Like, oh, okay, there good you to go know. Go. If you wanted really to <laughs> know, <can> find it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right,
0: I, yeah, yeah. I, is that I think that's all I got. That's awesome, yeah. yeah. Thank you so Thank much. i yeah. You're so amazing. Oh, Thank yeah, you so much really for coming great. on. Mm-hmm. Our website is studioumn.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at studioumn and our Facebook and YouTube at studiou. Thank you for listening to Between Two Gophers and tune in every Monday for our new episodes.